back, everybody, to the Let It Fly podcast. This is your host, your normal host, Jesse Cornelson. Uh, <laughs> after a brief <clears throat> but uh, very interesting reactionary podcast last week, uh, Travis Reed. I, I kind of forgot that it happened until you just now mentioned it. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, probably a bad idea. It was funny. I liked it. Uh, yeah, we were... We were in pretty good shape. We had done a few parlays in the MMA fight and mm-hmm. just did that last one. And not only did he lose, he lost like instantly. It's like here's the fight, and we lost. Okay, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> Game over. It was very that the fight was the way it went down was weird. I I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a good fighter though, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a champion. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's, but it looked like uh like the first fight of the undercard yeah like that's the kind of it was it was bad um i wish i would have one of the big bets i made well one of the big parts of that parlay was betting against greg hardy former nfl player right, right. he was a, like a pretty big favorite i was like right. really his first fight well he, it was his first ufc fight first not, UFC his, fight. not right. his first mma fight yeah yeah but. yeah but i was like I, I think it was like plus 375 against him Wow, I didn't know that. Or maybe it was plus two seventy five. Again, drinks were flowing. The numbers, but it's still that's the a big numbers number were hazy. A... But yeah, it was a big number. I was like, wow, that's that's a good one. So the parlay would have played out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then of course Dillashaw wasn't able to come through. So we were just kind of mad and upset. And he's like, God, I just want to yell. I was like, you want to do a podcast about it? He's like, yeah, <laughs> sign it up. I was like, all right. So we hooked it up real fast and recorded. And I, I liked it. I, I did like it. I listened to it the next day. And it was, it <laughs> I need was, to listen to it. You should. Because uh, I guarantee, like, I don't know what we talked about. <laughs> well, you went on a rampage there for a little while. It was pretty funny. You'll have to listen. But All right. Uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of going on rampages, I'm going to just open the floor to you. Um, we're going to do a quick, quick recap of, um, the NFC and AFC championship games. Pretty boring, really. Yeah. Just terrible games. Nothing, nothing big happened, but, um, no, let's, uh, let's just start with the AFC. Let's just get it out there. Let's just let you. I have no reason to live. No reason to live. I'm reading don't kill myself books. So we all know what happened. Uh, Patriots prevail uh and overtime kansas city doesn't get the ball let's there's there's two main points that i would like to bring up but i want to hear your side of it first the first one is what was the critical play or plays series of the game to you not the overtime not talking you know d ford offsides okay yeah, that's where he threw the interception, but he was just lined yeah. up in the neutral zone. That's the key one. I mean, that, if that doesn't happen, the Chiefs win. Right. Okay, points. here's a question for you, and I've, I've heard this a couple different times. Obviously, any time a player is lined up in the neutral zone, it's offsides. Um, do you think Brady knew he was offsides? No. You don't think he ever caught a glimpse of the flag? Because you can see it down the line. Like no. As soon as the ball snapped, flag goes up. You don't think that they have like a call from the sideline like an alert that it's a free play anything like that no um and the reason i don't usually you'll see the quarterback point like right after a play like as soon as they'll throw it like something bad or an interception or something like you'll see almost every quarterback just point right like to his coach let him know hey don't worry about it i saw a flag that never happened and usually it's hard like for a quarterback to know if he's off sides or not, especially as far out wide as he was. You True. know whenever they jump off sides. That's when they know they have the free play. True. True. You rarely um, see that. So, no, I, I don't think he had a free play. Uh, a lot of people said, I saw on Twitter, it's like, well, yeah, well, because he was so far off side, that's why he forced the interception. He was nowhere near. No, he didn't He, he didn't made no pressure. impact on the play at yeah. all. Yeah, there was no pressure there from that. And it's – it what it – it kind of re I don't know what like in my I always bring this up where I don't really care about wins and losses and this kind of goes back to it like if that play doesn't happen Tom Brady throws three interceptions has a horrible game gets knocked out and the whole narrative changes. narrative is the Patriots dynasty is dead that play does happen has Tom Brady did not affect that at all. The Patriots didn't really affect that at all. Right. It was just kind of a weird happenstance, kind of 
blind luck type thing. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden it's like, oh, see, this is why he's the best. It, I mean, and granted, there's a hundred plays where that you know right, that and there and there's there's things that happen after that where he right. made some big throws after right. that that wouldn't but it, have, but it's just but they they never would have happened. It's like all these little random you know so, occurrences. It's just kind of random, 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 <clears> and they all add up. And it's what it's was the score time. at halftime? Uh, they were down a lot, fourteen uh, nothing, right? It was fourteen. I think they had three. They weren't shut out. Okay, well, this is what I this is where I was going with this. I honestly don't remember. Okay, to me, one of the biggest plays, one of the most critical plays of the game. Oh, I know which one you're gonna say. The Patriots. There's, you know, a minute left or whatever, a minute and a half. I can't remember exactly the time. It's third and four, and they're on their own 35 yard line. They're not calling timeout. Clock's running. Andy Reid calls a timeout. Yeah, the Patriots go down and score a touchdown, and I'm telling you, they weren't even going to go and try to score. Like Kansas City, they were gonna, just they were just happy with their they, lead. They were the, gonna they were gonna go into the halftime happy with the lead. You know, they're not going to try to to force the ball down the field and turn the ball over or something. Like they're letting they're letting time go. Andy Reid, with all the confidence in his defense, I guess I don't know. Calls timeout when he gets the ball to start the second half. As soon as they get the ball to start the second half, they go down and score. Instead of it being, you know, instead of it being fourteen nothing at half, it could have very easily been seven. Okay, let's say they get twenty yards and they kick a long field goal. Okay, ten nothing or whatever. That's a that's a game changer. I don't know why he did that. I, at the time, I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" I remember we that happened. And my initial thought was the same thing. That's like, ah, oh, you know what? That that's the Mahomes effect because he thinks he can get the ball and score with Mahomes and score immediately, which is kind of true. Him. But you got to stop because he did it at the end of fourth quarter. I know when you have the thirty-second ranked defense, maybe don't you know trust your defense. The only reason why the it wasn't more is because Brady threw a boneheaded pick in the end zone yeah. from the one-yard line or whatever. Like you haven't stopped them basically the whole time. They the other thing is is like whenever you Whenever you get the coin toss with that kind of defense and everything else, like I understand deferring in most situations, but you're playing the Patriots. You know that the strength of their team is not only are they going to try to outsmart you, but they're going to grind you out. What do they do? They they have a nine minute touchdown drive to start just the game. Run, gash, run, and it's gash. just like, yeah. like why not just go ahead and take the ball? We actually talked about that. The previous week too. This isn't hindsight; is twenty twenty. Right. We talked about how the uh, the Chiefs' defense was so much better at home because they get a lead, and now crowd gets into it, and you can get pressure on them because right. they have to throw. And yeah, they uh, they did the opposite. Um, one other play that it doesn't get mentioned at all because Mahomes had a just a fire game; just he was right. really great. But he did miss Damian Williams wide mm-hmm. open, like a little wheel route. He missed the same throw the week before. Yeah, it was the exact same. It was the exact same thing. He yeah. got wide open. He had him, and overthrew he just him. overthrew him. And then the very next play, he gets sacked, knocks him out of field goal range. They get zero points instead of seven. And, and that's yeah, that's a touchdown. Um, so. Yeah, that, there's nobody close to him. Um, I, I, there was a couple. It, there was a couple things that don't go. But to me, that was just a that was an egregious error by Reed, and and it really. I think that that time like. Everybody on the Patriots sideline is like, man, we are, we are outsmarting these guys. Like, we're getting everything that we want right now, and they're doing it for us yeah. in that situation. Now, obviously, it turns out where the game goes to overtime, so it's not like the Chiefs didn't. It's not like they didn't have a better plan in the second half. But yeah, I just, man, that play, that play to me was, and the D Ford thing. Obviously, I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean. It essentially ends the game if he's not lined up off sides. That's, I mean, to me, that's kind of coaching too, right? Like, I, I mean. I don't I, know. I, I can't see if a guy just lines up off sides how you can, un, like, coach that. I it guess wasn't to, even close. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing because there's this, like, unwritten rule that you usually give them, like, hey, you're, you know, you're close, you're lining up, and they're like, they'll give you one play, they'll come up and literally tell you, kind of like how the receivers point, right. like, hey, am I good on the line? Yeah. 
It's kind of like that, but he was so far over yeah, that they like can't. A full head and foot, or head, yeah. head and arm across the line. Like, yeah, it was so. It yeah. was so bad, and he just he had no idea he was. I don't know. I guess. So yeah, so the, the other another play, I guess. Uh, well, not even really a play, but let's talk about let's talk about the overtime. What what's your take on the overtime rules in the NFL? Um, I'm actually okay with them. I wish there was some other way to determine besides a coin flip. If it was always the road team, always the home team, whatever, you, you know, I'd be better set with that. I just hate that it comes down to a coin flip. Um, but why? Because like in the, because in the, in the earlier right. game, the team that won the coin flip lost the game. Yeah, I, I just would rather, I don't want a coin flip having that much of a say, even if it's just a few percentage points. When you're talking about playoff games, a few this percentage is, points are huge. I know that the NFL will never do this because they try to eliminate kickoffs already. But instead of like, like to me the best overtime would be, okay, both teams are going to get a chance to possess the ball. But here's the deal. If, if, the, if the team that gets the ball first go down, goes down and scores, they kick off just like normal. Not college rules where they start on the 25. They're already in field goal range. Okay, they kick off, and if you, they scored a touchdown, you got to drive down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, you have to go eighty yards. Yeah, you know, same thing if they kick a field goal. You know, make them drive down the field. You kick off, drive down the field. That way, both teams get a shot at it. And if if one team scores a touchdown, I mean, you're essentially pinning them back. They got to go seventy five yards to score. Yeah, that's not like a gimme type thing. I, I don't know. To Hon- me, there's honestly, a way that you if I do were it. to change it, I would just. Throw another quarter in. Do like NBA, like another fifteen minutes. I think the reason why they don't, I know the reason. I know the they reason is because that. of injuries. Yeah, they they try to eliminate, which is the players' what fault. Right. I mean, they're the ones who like collectively bargained for right. You know, less overtime and stuff. Yeah, but and now I it's feel a ten like minute it, quarter now too. Yeah, that's why we've had more ties. Right. Um, but I mean, if you wanted like the fairest way, that's. I think that's the fairest way. It's just, all right, 15 minutes more, give them both two timeouts, and you just keep just basically fourth quarter, here we go again. Yeah, they just replay another quarter. The problem with that is, what if you tie again? Because <laughs> now you're just, now you're just, yeah. now you are getting into a, you know, a 75, 80-minute football game where people are going to start getting hurt. But I just think, I, I like I said, I really think that if, I think that they should treat a touchdown just like a field goal and just kick off again. And give the other team a you know a shot to drive down the field and score again, and then after that, if they do, if it's tied after that, then next score wins. Yeah, you know, and it, to me, I, that's, I do think uh, they will change it. Um, someone did make a good point. Like if the Chiefs got the ball first and went down and scored, would everybody be complaining? Is it just because kind of, we're kind of tired of the Patriots? No, I think that I, I mean I think there's a huge following of Patriots fans that'd be complaining. Oh yeah, of course. But, I'm. I'm I don't, I don't know that What's everybody's funny? complaining. I think a lot of people are like, you know, the Chiefs had their opportunity there too. They had them third and ten three different times. That's Bob Sutton got fired then. Like he was bad before then too. But when you have third and ten, this so Romo calling out the plays ahead of time. Everyone was like, "Wow, that's great!" Like he's doing that. He only did that with the Patriots plays. Right. Most of us like you, they, their playbook isn't extensive. Right. That's it's just paper cuts and get like. You knew it was Edelman on little slants across the middle, Gronk's to the outside, or right. if Gronk... I mean, it, it's not super complicated what the Patriots are doing. That's why it's so frustrating right. whenever you just keep doing the same thing against them over and over again. I was even tweeting out, why do we continuously send four guys when we're getting zero pass rush? Right. Like, I would rather blitz Brady, um, you know, instead of just... It's similar to what the Chargers did when they just... If you let them just sit back there and don't get pressure on them... Right. He, he's gonna find the open guy and hit him. Anybody could have those those three third down plays in in overtime there. Okay, they ran the exact same play. They now I think they lined up a, a couple different formations. Yeah, but it was the same. It was Edelman on a rub over the middle. Yeah. Okay, and and 
I think one time Gronk. they had Gronk chip. When we showed like more mm-hmm. people, they left Gronk in. When we didn't show more people, they threw Gronk outside. And that's right. when Romo's like, all right, now Gronk's one-on-one. He's yeah. throwing it to him. And everybody's yeah. like, yeah, of course they of are. Of course <laughs> he is. Why wouldn't you throw it to the six, seven monster <laughs> out there? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But to me, to me, that game really just came down to, and and I hate saying this because I really like Andy Reid, but I think he got their coaching staff as a whole, just got outcoached. Yeah, I think so too. But, I mean, it's also Belichick. I think the Chiefs are better. It's, I think they got Belichick. I mean, that's why I've always been the Belichick is better than the Brady. I think Belichick makes Brady more than the other way around. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, just, I totally agree with that. But, uh, one, so I was thinking about this the other day. I, I don't know how long their uh, dynasty is or whatever. Is it 10 years, 12, 15, whatever? Well, I mean, they won three Super Bowls starting in 01. They won three out of four there, so, so it's 18, I Whatever, guess. but it's like the, the most important people to that dynasty, I think one of the people that gets left out is Giselle because she's so freaking rich that Tom Brady doesn't have to take that much money. That's <laughs> true. It, it really is. Like, yeah. all the, you look at all these other salary cap, I mean, it's a salary cap league, and he's taking, like, whatever, $10 yeah. million or yeah. something. He's still, like, getting paid. He's not taking the league minimum. Right. But all these other, like... Lions are paying Stafford like 27, and like Rodgers, you know, now it's <laughs> yeah. 30, and Mahomes is going to get like 30. And part of the reason that the Patriots, because they keep talking, how are they able to sustain it? It's because their quarterback doesn't have to take $30 million exactly. a year. Because his, his supermodel wife, wife makes more than he does. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I you're dead on with that. Yeah, Giselle has helped the Patriots more than I think any other person outside of Belichick and Brady. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like she has done more for that dynasty than like, I don't know, Wes Welker or, you know, any of the receivers. Like it's, right, it's right. insane. Once I went and looked at the net worth, she was like 80% of it. Yeah. He's yeah. just kind of tagging along. Uh, I mean, sugar mama of the best kind. But yeah. When you're in a supermodel sugar mama, <laughs> but you look at, I mean, if all you need is a good quarterback, not even a great one, a good one that's making you know less than ten million, mm-hmm. and you have the Ravens with Flacco, you have the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, yep. uh, you have the Chiefs right now with Mahomes. That's why their team is so good around them. Right, it's because they haven't had to pay them all that money, and then yeah. you have to start cutting guys. Right, and then once you once that you're kind of your window hasn't closed, but it's much much tougher because yeah. now you have to hit on all your other draft picks surrounding them. And so. that's uh, another thing that they're really good at is hitting on their draft picks well they're smart too that they trade down and just get more because they know that it's tough to hit on them so just get a bunch of them if you have nine it's easier to hit on four or five than if you have six or seven so all right well do you have anything else you want to add to that afc game um i'm glad i didn't go that would have sucked um yeah that would have been a hard one to watch in person um i mean it it's weird, being a Chiefs fan. You kind of feel it in the back of your head the whole time. Um, but the problem is Mahomes just gives you this hope. Like, with the, what do we have, like 39 seconds left to get? Yep. We have 40 yards. And yep. I was just like, I don't see. And, I don't really see how he can do this. And, and then he goes. It didn't even look like a problem. He made two of the most ridiculous throws all year. The yeah. one to Spencer Ware was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it was better than. But no look pass. Like, there was just no window there. I don't know how Spencer Ware saw the ball, or any, and he just <laughs> does it. So he just gives you this, like, hope that we really haven't had forever. And then it still ended up in the most Chiefs way possible with not him not even touching the ball. So I, I just I, – I don't know, man. I I think that even though they lost, it, it was it's pretty clear that they are going to be a force. Yeah, one thing, I think it was you in our group text was like, yeah, they'll be back. And someone said, yeah, people probably thought that about Dan Marino. Yeah. And that was just like the harshest thing anyone's ever said. I was like, oh, God, this could be our Dan Marino. Like, it was just I, didn't, the mean, I wasn't trying to be. It was the meanest possible thing. I know what you meant because it's it's true. Like, everyone thought, I mean, Marino is a top five quarterback of all time. In my opinion, and, and he just never got back. He just never got there. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, Dad, shit. please don't yeah. be us. Please don't be but us. But that would be it's such a Chiefs thing if it oh, was, man. too. But, I, you know, yeah, Mike Mike in our group text had said, oh, you know, they'll, they'll be back. They'll, you know, they'll get the Super Bowls. And it's like, well, you know, you think that, but, you know, yeah. how, how many – it's really hard to win 
world titles. I mean, think about how good like think about how good like the the jazz teams were back in the day, you yeah. know? And they, you know, or I mean, god, you can go down the list of great teams that just ran into buzzsaws like every yeah. year. And it's or just bad luck, one injury. Yep. I mean, like there's tons of stuff that can derail a season or so not to mention, know. I mean, it's not every year you get the one seed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. They had a phenomenal year, and I mean, yeah, we may be good again next year, but say you go ten and six or eleven and five, now you're the two or the three, your road stuffer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it's it's tough. But let's move to the let's move to the NFC. And I'm sure our breakdown will be a little bit quicker than that. Um. Obviously, the the play that everybody talks about, you know, the most. I'm not gonna say it's the worst call I've ever seen. I, it might have affected more than any other call that I've ever seen. Like one call, it's definitely the worst pass interference non-call I've ever seen. I would say I can't. I couldn't even think of one that was close. I couldn't. I couldn't think of one that was close. I mean, it's usually if it's bad, it's usually it's a bad call. It's rarely a bad no call. Right. It's usually they'll throw it and then you look back. You're like, dude, he wasn't even touching him. Right. You never see ones like. Oh, he murdered him, and they didn't throw anything. Like that's it's usually the opposite. Of, they're usually too careful rather than the other way around. And yeah, um, I have seen a bunch of Rams fans be like, "Yeah, there's a bunch of other calls that could have went." Yeah, that's every game. There's calls yeah. that go both ways. You you got lucky. Just take yeah. it. No, just and take it. Yeah, I I if you're a Chiefs fan and you guys oh, get lucky loved or that. something yeah. like. You know, oh, if they would have thrown just an egregious flag and the Chiefs somehow win the game because of it, yes, hell yes, you. I won. will rub that in the face of my Patriot yeah. friends. Like, ha, you got boned by the ref. Right, take it. <laughs> I think I think more people are like, you know, two years in a row the Saints have just. Oh yeah, that's brutal. Gotten brutally just ended their year right at the end. I listen. Hopefully, they have booze in New Orleans. Mm. I get, think they get do. over that. Do they? I think so. We'll see. We'll, we'll investigate that. We'll, <laughs> we'll investigate that and get back to you. But no, you know that's the call that everybody talks about. What people don't talk about that is actually, I, I feel like, okay, there's two plays that I'm like, what in the hell? Okay, that was on. Was that on third down? Is that on third down that happened? Yeah. And then they kicked the field goal. Okay, so. Go back to first down, and they threw it. They throw it, and Breeze underthrows, or throws a ball too low for Michael Thomas. And all of a sudden, when everybody thinks that the Rams are going to have to blow all three timeouts yep. and get the ball back with a minute left, down three, because that's kind of the the way that it was kind of setting up. Everybody's like, "Okay, this is the way it's going to happen." Then Breeze throws it incomplete. It's then, terrible. Then did he throw it again on second down? I can't remember second down, and then that happens on third down, and all of a sudden you give them a minute 48 or with whatever. With two timeouts, yeah. With, with a couple timeouts, and it's like... Yeah, you'd be better off kneeling three times than doing what the Saints did. But call or not, I mean, right. we all know the call was wrong. Like, right, and, and there's no 100% of no people question. think the call yeah. is wrong. Yeah. I, not even Rams fans think, oh, it could have been. Yeah. No, the no. call was wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. You, you'd be better off kneeling three times and kicking a field goal than what the... The Saints did, you know, and and the other thing that doesn't get talked about that really let McVay off the hook is kicking that field goal on fourth and fourth and goal from the six inch line. That was a terrible decision. What in the hell? How is he supposed to be analytically driven and then that happens? I I don't know and what then, in the hell. Like that bailed him out because the, the I mean literally they should have lost the game because of that. Yeah, it was one of the worst coaching decisions of the year. And going into it, going into it, like, if you just said, you, you just said 30 seconds before that play happened, give me a list of coaches that would not kick that field goal. McVay's at the top of that list. You would think so, yeah. Like, I mean, if not number one, It's like Belichick, two. Doug Peterson, and McVay, you would think would be the top like, three guys. You got, like, yeah, you we're going for this. Yeah. Without hesitation. Yeah. You would, th- I mean, and I'm like, wow. I, I, when he did that, I was like, uh, they're going to lose because of that. It's just, 
And it's, even if you don't get it. It's it, amazing how many times, yeah, if you don't get it, you yeah, almost always get the ball back. And it's usually four like minutes at the, left. It's usually at like your own 40. Yeah, there's four minutes left in the game. Because the other team wastes first down, try to move it a yard. Yeah, and they, what if they don't? That's the other thing. The Rams have an unbelievable defensive line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could literally score points and get a safety right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I that, yeah, that was a terrible, terrible decision. It totally let McVay off the hook, though. And you know that he's just got to be thinking, "I'm never doing that again." You like, would, you would think that teams would have like an analytical department where you'd go through the game every, every after every, you know, every Monday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Be like, "All right, here's some situations," and just. Literally, there's math on it. There's percentages. Here's oh, yeah. how much you win if you do this. Here's how much you win if you do this. And you dropped your win percentage by X percent. Right. And hopefully, you know, coaches would see that and get better. I, I do wonder if teams do do that. I know some probably do, but I, not many. You would think that the Rams of all teams. But, yeah, would, you would think he would be. Would have to. I mean, you've got two. How do you not have a guy on your coaching staff that that's his own, like, just hire me, pay me. Shit, nothing. McVeigh has a guy that literally is hired to pull him away from referees. But we don't have a guy that's hired to say, hey, go for yeah, it on fourth go for and it. inch. It's fourth and six inches from the goal line. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. That was that that play, and then they won, and I'm like, they bailed him out. They just bailed him out. Yeah. But the game itself, uh, up until that interference call, was actually really pretty I mean, I liked the game. Like it was, oh, a, yeah. it was a good game. I mean, um, the the he kind of. Uh, it's funny after all the games, I looked as oh yeah, I hit, I had the under in the first game and the over in the second game. They both won, <laughs> and I felt like I had lost everything that day. Yeah, but I did lose the Gronk prop um, pretty handily. I think he had seventy some yards. Yeah, six catches. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you have any other big props? Uh. No, I did have uh, – took a flyer on the very first touchdown being a defensive or special oh, teams yeah. touchdown. Uh, yeah. I, I was hoping uh, the Chiefs would take the ball first because their kickoff team is pretty good, but that right. didn't happen. And then instead we had the, the rushing touchdown. Yeah. I did see – I don't know if you were – are you ready to jump to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, I did see the very first touchdown of the Super Bowl, uh, Patriots rushing touchdown. I, I think it was first score, so that includes field goals and stuff. Patriots rushing touchdown was like five and a half to one, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Because that is interesting. They are running a ton, and especially in the red zone. Yep. Um, they're not like there's not any bombs that they're throwing where they're just going to be like a forty yard. So it's either going to have to be like a slant type route. But it seems now they're getting within that five ten. They're content just saying our offensive line is mowing people down. Yeah. We're just going to run. Now I do wonder if it changes with you know Aaron Donald up there. Right. Um, but I, I think Sue and Donald. Yeah. That's the first prop that I've looked at that I that I like. Well, the game the game itself opened actually opened at um, you know Rams minus one, and within what. Two hours or three hours, it was Patriots minus two. Within minutes, it had gone to like a pick. And then, you know, a few minutes later, it went to Patriots minus one, which isn't a huge move anyway. Like, right. it, it's unlikely to land on one. But, yeah, it just... It they, moved four been, points. But then they've just been getting flooded with Patriots money. Um, my model had it Rams minus 1.1. 1. 1, yeah. So I thought the line was... I was like, yep, man, that's what I thought it would be. And then it got to the point where it's at now... Uh, and I'm I'm hoping books will eventually go to three. There was a one in Vegas that went to three for about 20 minutes, and right. we just got because everyone who's betting Rams is waiting for three. So as soon as it moves to three, they're just going to get flooded with Rams money. Yeah. Um. That's why that's why it might be a juiced up three if they do move to three. Yeah. Um, it might be. It which might I'd be, be willing plus, to do. Plus three. Minus one twenty five yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd be willing to do. Um. The I mean I I think the Rams here are a good play. The problem is the Patriots continue to defy expectations. Not just this year, the whole oh yeah the whole thing. They I mean they, they they're the they they are the team that will defy all expectations. And I don't know if there's there should be like a Belichick adjustment to the spread that teams need to put in there where it's like he's worth an extra two points or three points or something. Right? Maybe he is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Rams is the right side. A lot of the other people that I follow that do their own modeling and things like that, they 
they were right around you know Rams minus one, Rams pick. Um, I it's hard for me talent wise to say the Patriots are better than the Rams. Well, they're not talent wise. I don't think there's any question that they're not talent wise. Right. So I mean, on, and again, we're on a neutral. Usually, we always bring up well on a neutral field. Who would? Well, we've got to that situation. They're just not two and a half points better than the Rams, right? Play, uh, player wise, I yeah, I don't think so either. I I think the Rams are the play. I but if you if you'd have told me that the the Patriots were going to destroy the Chargers and then beat Kansas City in Kansas City with the roster that they have right now, if you'd have told me that like prior to the playoffs happening, like the way it worked out, I would have I would have thought you were crazy. Like I really would have because I just didn't see that happening and you know that's that's the lore of of the patriots that's well the, that's the Tom thing Brady. is i mean you know who's playing the best is their their line mm-hmm. their offensive line just dominated against that, the chargers team that had a ton of defensive pass rushers and against the chiefs team that led the league in sacks right they just dominated it, again though like it, the chiefs i think that is a the leading the league in sacks i think that that's a that is um, that's misleading in a lot of ways. Just a because bunch of teams are throwing to come back. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. their offense was just so good that you know they they Houston but and still, those guys they can pin their they're ears still back pretty good. Yo, know, I'm not saying they're not. They shouldn't get zero. Right, they got zero. Uh, did they even did they even knock him down? Uh, well, that, do you want to count the <laughs> roughing the passer penalty? Well. <laughs> That was the only time they got their hands on him, I think. And yeah, I don't think count. I don't think he was really like knocked down or. I don't think he there, was. Maybe like a couple times he was hurried, but yeah, I don't think they really even got a hit on him, Mm-mm. which is pathetic. That's I mean that's why I got I was just sitting here yelling at the TV to stop rushing for Bob. Stop! We just kept doing it. Yep, that's that guy is looking for a new job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, we got off track. That's all so, right. So Super Bowl, <laughs> what's the over under? Right now? Uh, I thought you were just on the page. I was, but my screen timed out. Oh. Um, some, some are at 56.5, some are at 57. Uh, my bookie has it at 58. Um, so it opened, it opened at 59 and has gone down. Um, it looks like uh, the consensus is 57. 57. 57 Any lead um, on that one? It is indoors. It is a dome. I, they talked about opening the roof. I don't think they will. They're not that dumb. I doubt they do. Yeah, that, um, that would be kind of. No, I, I, I lean under. I lean under. I do too, actually. But um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a take on it. Yeah, I'm kind of that. I would lean under too. Uh, like if I do any of those pools or um, whatever, you, like the go to a party and it's like you pick everything i'll, I'll pick right. the under but I, I haven't bet the under um whereas the rams i i am betting so yeah i think that's about right it's yeah it's close I, I think it's close to what i would i mean do now does your model does that actually have over unders on it uh it doesn't um it just it just spits out it just spits out yeah the, like the spread the, the spread yeah well i i like i mean might have. <laughs> I don't. Who's your? You think it's you? You you're so you're taking the Rams. Right? I'm taking the Rams. Yes. I do. I feel great about it. No. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> how confident are you in that pick? Because I, I think I have to take the Rams here. But it's. I mean, the no. I will almost always side with the math, and the math says take the Rams. Right. Um. It, my head says you're. What are you doing? Why? Why are you betting against Brady and Belichick and all these guys? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm betting on the Rams, um, and I'll begrudgingly watch the Super Bowl and root for that. Yeah. I, I I'm just not excited for this I, game. I hear you. I it's. There, I'm not even. I'm not a fan like, of any of these teams that are even in the playoffs. But man, this was the I, worst possible matchup of any of the of the four possible matchups. I really, think. you think? Yeah, you would have you would have rather Patriots seen Saints Patriots. Yeah, see, I, I I'm glad the Rams are in. Like I it, to me, the best matchup would have been Rams Chiefs. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been a rematch the, of the best game of the year. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really cool. That would have been the game that I wanted to see. 
Um, Chief Saints would have been good because then the two guys head to head for the MVP all year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that I like this better than than Saints Patriots just because I don't know. Two two. I, I want to see like an up and coming team try to dethrone the Patriots again. Yeah, you know, and the Rams are an up and coming. I I, I would have liked to seen Breeze just destroy Brady, just because there's this consensus that Brady is so much far and away better than Breeze, and I'm just I'm not in that. Yeah, boat. I'm not in that boat at all. Yeah, so not not that one game would make a difference either way. Like even if you know if either team blew out the other, it doesn't mean much for their overall right you know stat lines. But I think that would have been a at least I had a chance for that outcome. Um, there was a there was a stat the other day that I saw that was pretty awesome for Brady, and it was uh, he has um, what twenty eight playoff wins now or something like that, and the next closest was nine, I think. That's nuts. No, that's not. Is that right? What was it? It was something like that. Um, but uh, is pretty I, i'm pretty sure that I was right it was like roethlisberger has like nine is nine it, playoff wins or something is it active no yeah 28 uh looks like brady has 29 again this is according to wikipedia which has never been wrong uh and then does it have a does that have the list of who's I don't know won the is. most Way to be prepared. Just bring up. Go go down. Go down. Scroll down from right there. All right. Uh, so Montana's second was sixteen. Sixteen. That's what it was. Right, so twenty nine for Brady. Sixteen and fourteen Bradshaw. Fourteen LA. Fourteen Peyton Manning. I did see uh, a cool stat on Twitter. In the nine AFC Championship games that uh, the Patriots have won. It showed all the Tom Brady stats. Mm -hmm. And then it showed the nine one-and-dones that Peyton Manning had had. And then Peyton Manning's stats were better in those losses than Tom Brady's stats in those wins to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just like, that That goes to my point. I'm just like, I don't care <laughs> if, you, if you win. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you were the better player. Right. So, Well, it is what it is, like, as far as... You know he's gonna go down at, in history as uh, not only the most decorated, but you know it's gonna be maybe not a total 100% consensus that he's the best of all time. But I mean he's he's gonna go down as the best of all time. I mean I think that that's yeah I think most people will yeah. and and with with good reason. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I have him like fifth right now. <laughs> I'm being serious. So like it's. Again, I don't use. I honestly think it's close between him and like Marino, and Marino has zero Super Bowls. Yeah, like I, I think it's close when you just look at you know how good of a quarterback they were. Right. Like, when everyone else, they're just going to look at you know rings. rings. That's all I want to know. Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Why? Rings. You know Tom Brady's better. Rings. Right. It's just, I, it's just a dumb argument. I I I think it's dumb too, but that's the way. That's the way it's. Again, like you know, top five quarterback of all time. That's not like saying he sucks. Like, right, <laughs> right. Here's the other like people in this argument. I always say, okay, and this isn't foolproof either, but because you know, and there's several people that we could point to right now that this is not true. But you know, if you were gonna pay somebody, if you were gonna, if you had to pay a quarterback right now. If you had to pay them to lead your team, you had to give them the most amount of money. Like, what quarterback would you pay the most amount of money to have on your team? And I'm saying, to me, it wouldn't be Tom Brady. No. Tom Brady would not lead that statistical category. Like, I'm, and we had this conversation, like, who would we start our team with? Well, even if it was just a one-year thing, I'm still not taking Tom Brady and paying him the most amount of money on my team. I'm just not because I think that there's other guys out there that are better. 
Now, if I have Bill Belichick as my coach, right, mm, I, I might really, take Tom Brady as number one. I really wish I could visit an alternative universe where Jimmy Garoppolo took over for the Patriots and see how well they did. Because yeah. I really want to know what that answer was. Yeah. I really, really, really want to know. I do too. Because, I mean, we already saw Matt Castle take over and go 11 and freaking 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's, and then Garoppolo was like 2-0, and and then they went 1-1 and with Jacoby Brissett. Like, yeah. Um, like, but I really wish we would have gotten this answer to, okay, let's just let somebody else take over in the same system and let them go to work and see how well they do. And Jimmy Garoppolo would go down as number two all time. <laughs> yeah. I, re- <laughs> I really wish we would have got that answer. Well, I don't have anything else on the Super Bowl, do you? Uh, I did bet a crazy prop today. Uh, okay. one of the guys in the Slack channel, uh, floated out a rumor that, uh, Travis Scott, who I had never heard of before t- today, okay. I don't know who that is, is going to propose to Kylie Jenner, which is one of the... Kardashian girls. Yep. Um, that's about all I know. But uh, apparently they're going to propose, so I bet 12 to 1 that she will appear on stage during halftime. Okay. So... That's right. that's my other. Cool. I have no idea who any of these people are. There was people talking about would SpongeBob show up on stage, and I'm like, what the SpongeBob. hell are you talking about? Like, I'm so out of the loop with like pop culture and yeah. all this stuff. Me too. But, yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I'm not betting. At least you have time. an Instagram account. You're, yeah. You're ahead of me. Well. So. And by the way, we do have a Let It Fly Instagram account. We have exactly one picture up, and it's just our, our logo. So. There is that. So, so why even have it? Let's well, just... I I started it because I thought we might, you know, progress this thing and take pictures, and and we didn't. So it, maybe in the summer we'll we'll post some. Like, yeah, there will be a video up whenever pictures. that happens. Whenever uh, Travis actually gets out and gets in the lake, we were gonna go do it last week, and then you left. Yeah, jerk. Mm. We could do it today when it's seven degrees outside <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no, I don't want to kill you. Um, <laughs> So, all right, let's move on. Different sport, different. Let's, you know, we got that out of our system, and it's only been, what, 50 minutes? How long has this thing been going on? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. It's been going on for a while. So, 41 41 minutes. minutes. So, we're 41 minutes in, and we're moving on to a different sport. Uh, Let's let's talk a little NBA. Why? It's over. I know. It kind of is over, isn't it? Um, I saw something come out where... The TNT's ratings were down 20, 30%, something like that. Pretty big drop. Uh, part of that, LeBron went out west. Right. Even I, if there's like not, if it's not a good game, it's like Lakers, I don't know, Timberwolves. That would um, be a good game, though. I'd watch that. I mean, but if it's like in the third quarter and it's getting late, I'm like, eh, screw it. I'll, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, him going out west, like it's hard to get a. You know, there's not a star out east like LeBron was. Right. Where he, he was kind of the, the the first movie, and then the second movie was usually the Warriors or somebody really right. good, or the Rockets. Um, so I think that's part of it. But yeah, I think part of it is everyone knows the end of the movie. Yeah. No one. I mean, Boogie. Boogie I mean, is. He's going to be really good for them too. Yeah. Legler did a good breakdown last night. I watched a little bit of it on ESPN. And he was. They were talking about why he's actually a really good fit for that system. I mean, really, you can plug in any All Star, and they're going to be a good fit in most systems. Maybe not every single All Star in every single system, but most of the time, if you're a if you're a top twenty NBA player, you're going to be able to play with just about anybody and still be a top twenty NBA player. Yeah. Now, the reason why he broke it down, why they're so good, is because. Man, if they throw it to him in the post, he is not getting double teamed anymore. You can't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you're you gonna give up dig, a two or a three. You can't dig down on him because there's there's too many guys out there that shoot so well. I mean, they have three of the best five shooters in the NBA, and the and the top two. Yeah. You know, and Clay Thompson is what maybe number four ish. Oh, I thought you were putting Thompson. Two well, I say I say Curry and Durant are. I mean, they might be. I mean, they're up there. I mean, I mean okay. So even mix them however you want. Yeah, yeah. Curry's number one, and then you've got Durant and Thompson, who are both top five. Yeah, easily. So might be that they might just have the top three. It might just be the top three. <laughs> so 
you can't you can't double. So like just like they were talking last night, you know they 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 have a lead. They kind of they kind of let it get away from them a little bit. And the one that he broke down, I didn't watch the game in in its entirety, but the one they broke down was, you know, okay, they've come back on them. Now it's a three point game, and Warriors have the ball. They just throw it inside, and it's like, okay, if you ever need a run stoppage, like shoot the ball from three feet away instead of from 30, and you're probably going to make it when you've got Boogie Cousins down there. So throw it down there and let him go one-on-one at the rim and, and take your chances. And what's he do? He turns around, and because he got in the lane, somebody did dig down. He still went up and scored, and all of a sudden it's five, and everybody kind of, you know, filters back into their normal groove and it's just like you know that guy's getting 17 and and 12 a night and he's not even in shape yet like he's not even in shape yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna be fun for anybody else i'm gonna call it right now i'm just gonna say right now they're gonna lose maybe two games in all the playoffs i don't see anybody in the east beating him more than once in the final no, it's yeah, it's really just well the Rockets, but and I mean the Rockets are the Rockets are are so they're they're but, so dependent right now on Harden and Harden's like ridiculous. But he well, the can't only reason keep that pace no he can't and he'll get all the weapons back too, um, and so they'll be more diversified. But the only reason I say the Rockets is because. They jack so many threes that if they just get hot, yeah. you you might not be able to beat them. And even then, the Warriors could also do the same thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that'd be an interesting prop. Like, what's the over-under on Warriors' losses in the playoffs? Would you set it at one and a half or two and a half? I, Maybe just two. Like I said, I, I, think, I don't think they're losing more than two. Like, they won't lose in the first round. Like, the eight seed's going to be... Uh, I don't even know who the eight seed is right now. It's probably like the. I guess we could look that up and be more prepared. Well, I is it there's the still Spurs not, it or doesn't, something? I, does it even matter? Yeah, like the Spurs. I mean, seriously uh, though, does it? it doesn't, Blazers, somebody like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a sweet, if if it if it happened right now, just who's around that area? Uh, Clippers. Nope. The Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers are even on the outside looking in. Um, a one eight seed, one eight matchup with the Lakers first round would be pretty good television. That would, that would be good television. Could LeBron steal one? I think so. Yeah, I mean LeBron, not the Lakers. The Lakers could not, yeah. but LeBron could. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually surprised that they're on the outside looking in right now. But of well, because LeBron's been out. He's, for, he's been out. Yeah. So. Um, Amazing that they're not very good when he's out. Yeah. Amazing weird, that. Right? Also, we can get into the GOAT thing here. Can we just look at how terrible the Cavs team is with essentially the same exact roster without LeBron James? Uh, the Cavs are 9-40. and 40. Do you remember when Michael left and they went... They, they went to the by, playoffs. They went to the playoffs. They dropped by like 10 games in the standings. Yeah. That team was so loaded. Yeah. LeBron is just so <laughs> important to making everybody around them better. He's taking the worst team I've ever seen to the finals. Yep. That Booby Gibson. Oh yeah. Uh, that Cavs team that first that got swept by the Spurs. Yep. That is the worst. Go look at that roster and figure out how that team made the finals. <laughs> it is the worst I've ever seen. They literally and, have the, the the Cavs. Sorry to interrupt. They literally have basically the exact same roster. Yeah. They've got Kevin Love. Who? Well, now granted they're hurt. Love has only played in four games. Right. Okay. So. The, the guys that have played in most of their games, Jordan Clarkson, they had him last year. Colin Sexton, Rodney Hood. Uh, I don't know who C.D. Osman is. He he was like... Yeah, Did he play for him last year? He didn't really play, no. But, I mean, Tristan Thompson. Uh, George Hill's been hurt. Um, J.R. Smith left the team because they were so bad. Yeah, but, I mean, Larry Nance Jr. Kyle Korver yeah. still played 16 games for him. Like, they still have... It was the same team. Yeah. And they are nine and forty. I mean, that's like if I don't see how that just doesn't end the debate right there. Yeah, and Della Devo, and Della, Della Vadova. There you go. There you go. They just traded for him recently, I think. Yeah, they just got him. 
Well, yeah, they're trying to lure LeBron back. Hey, we got your buddy <laughs> Delhi back. We got we got Delhi. <laughs> Come on back. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's I. Listen, I I'm on your side with the with the goat thing, but again, it's just a silly argument to me. Yeah. But here here was an interesting um, bet that I looked at, and that is uh, MVP. NBA MVP Harden right now is like minus five hundred or minus five hundred something. Yeah, but you know what? What about Giannis at plus three fifty? Yeah, it's like, tough. That seems he, like he, he's getting no headlines. I, I get what you're saying. Like basketball wise, it should be much closer. Um, but okay, let, let's let's put it in a little bit more perspective here. You know, they're the one seed right now in the East. If Giannis continues to have this monster year, and I'm just saying, and I don't get me wrong, I do not want this to happen, but let's pretend like Harden gets hurt or something. Like there's so much value in a Giannis right now that even if you took a flyer on him right now, and there's nothing saying that you know when Chris Paul comes back, if Harden you know doesn't score 50 a game, and the Rockets end up being like the seven seed. Or something. You know, right now they're, what, the six? What are the Rockets? Yeah, five? They're the five seed? So, if, if you know, if they fall off a little bit or, or don't really make any big progression and Giannis wins the East or gets the one seed, like, I think there's value there. Yeah. Because um, it's not all about scoring. And the Bucks could get better, too. They could trade. Yeah. I saw... Uh, a couple of guys that work with at the Action Network uh, were floating around. They should go after Mike Conley with the Grizzlies yeah. selling. Yeah. Um, that that makes some sense. But yeah, they they could definitely get better. Um, I I love I love the NBA trade trade deadline. If I can spit it out, um, I don't know if anybody big is going to move. Um, Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. I don't see why people keep bringing that up. They're they're going to keep him there so they can offer him the supermax. Right. That's their only chance to keep him. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's going to be, I think Conley could go, Gasol might, go, Memphis might just blow the whole damn thing up. And they probably should. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so there are a couple big names. Does Kimba get traded? There's some talk there too. Kimba might get traded. Yeah. The problem is they probably don't want to trade him before the All Star game now, since it's in Charlotte. <laughs> and, you trade and he's your a one. starter. And he's the star. Yeah, right. He's yeah. going to be kind of the uh, ambassador of that game. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know who else is going to. You know, there, there'll be a ton of those small moves. Those, right. And the buyout market's usually seems like that's bigger than the actual trade deadline. Right. Now. Yeah. You'll just like people will be like, "Yep, yeah, we'll buy out," and they're like, "Good." startable players right. or good defensive players um but yeah but again it all goes back to it's not gonna matter it's not it's none of it's gonna matter the warriors are too good they're too good um that's all i got for nba anything else there um no i think that's all i got okay well let's move into a couple more things we'll we'll wrap this up relatively quickly uh let's just go into golf real quick Mm-hmm. Um, so this week is a big week, um, for one reason, and that is Tiger Woods is back on the course in 2019. Um, what's your, what's your take on, on golf so far? Uh, well, I really liked Kuchar winning his, uh, <laughs> his event. Yeah. Uh, that helped you. Yeah. 40 to one. I almost thought about quit, like, am, am I, am I going to do better than that? Like, am I going to hit another one, and am I just going to slowly, like, chip away at that 40-to-1 payout and end up with less at the end of the year? I, I do wonder if I should just quit. Like, you should just... What, if you don't mind me asking, what did you lay on that at 40 uh, It was just 25 bucks. so, yeah. So, what was 1000 bucks. 1000 Nice. Yeah. Um, I Because I, I'll, I'll sprinkle a handful of guys, and you have to... I do pretty low bets on golf just because you'll go six seven eight weeks without winning anything yeah pretty easily yeah um sometimes longer especially if you're just betting guys to win 
Like you're yeah, not, I yeah. usually don't do the top ten or the top five, which really sucks. Whenever you know you have a guy finish like second or yeah. third, and you're just sitting there looking <laughs> at what those top five odds were, and you're like, hmm, hmm should have taken been, that one. That would have been nice. <laughs> but when you when you actually hit the you know the forty to ones, uh, I got Snedeker this week at fifty to one. So I, I like taking shots at guys that I think have a good chance to win and get a pretty good payout. Well, um, but yeah, Tiger. Uh, I mean, this is just a good event, just because the fields yeah. back to this is like the first real event. Yeah, the first bit like normal. Everybody's field. in there, yeah. um, except for Phil. Phil's not there, which yeah. surprises me, but whatever. He did play the first, the last two. So um, it's the first time he's missed this event in twenty nine years. Yeah, it's true. This is kind of his thing, right? Can you? This is. <laughs> have you ever done anything twenty nine years in a row? Like. Anything? No. I haven't either. And he's gone to the same golf event twenty nine years in a row. To be fair, he's got like twice our agent. Well, not twice, but. But I'm saying, like, is there is there anything? Okay, is there anything right now, that we will do twenty nine years in a row? Um, I don't know. Like, you know, think about it. like you've missed. Like, I know that, you know, the one the things that for me is not a professional athlete. The things that I go to every single year. Basically, or like holidays, you know, with family or whatnot. Oh, I've, you know, I've missed those. Oh, yeah, I've missed those, yeah. You know, like there's nothing that I think that I will ever do 29 years in a row. Uh, so, I don't know, it just seemed, it just seemed yeah. really weird that he wasn't going to be there. <laughs> but anyway. I might do Memorial Day 29 years in a row. Yeah. If I last 29 those, years. Those, <laughs> those are fun. If I keep doing those, I might not make it 29 <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> I just hope to get through one at a time. Yep. Um, uh, but no. The, what the, about Tiger? What do you think? He, so outlook on his year. Outlook on his year. Um, I'll say this: I think that Tiger wins at least one event this year. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, I do like the major venue. Um, places for him. Uh, obviously, Augusta, he's won there. We all know that. But that's not like the best course for Tiger. It's not like his uh, forte, if you would. But I will say that uh, Beth Page, um, that, is, that is a Tiger Woods course. And I think he could he could win there. Not only that, but um, you know, it's set up where it's now in May and that's gonna, that's gonna help. Oh yeah, I forgot they did the switch around yeah. this year. So, um, let's see. I, I don't really know about the, the, uh, the open championship. I don't really know Royal, is it Royal Port, Port, Portmouth or Portmush? can't remember. <laughs> it's Royal something, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the name of the course is. I'd rather not look it up and just have you struggle through it. Yeah, that was that, way that funnier. That was really bad. Not 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 gonna work here anymore. Um, yeah, I don't really know about it. But the you know, and then of course the U.S. Open is back at uh, it's Pebble this year. Yeah, back at Pebble, and I you know, I mean that's that's anybody's game there. And I don't know. I, I think I think he wins at least one event. Um, and then I hope, I hope he wins a major. I just do. What's, what's your take? Um, I mean, I think the fields now are so much better than when he was. Right. um, Just dominating. Dominating. Yeah. Um, like the 10th best guy now is just really good. So it's going to be tough to win. But I mean, he finished second in a PGA championship last year. Um, and finished, was it second at the, at the, at the British too? Um, I know he had the lead yeah. on, on Sunday. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to be in contention in these majors. Will right. he win one? I don't know. I don't think anybody's, you know, scared of Tiger anymore. They kind of welcome the challenge more than anything else. But, yeah, I think he I think he wins. I'll, I'll go over one and a half. I think he wins more okay. than one event this year. Um, now, I'll, I, would he say, did say, I would say no, he doesn't win a major, though. He did say that he was cutting, well... Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, only four of them, so right, yeah. It's... Um, but he did say, I mean, he's cutting back his schedule. He's not going to play as many tournaments this year as he did last year. He's going to play in that 13 to 15 range, 
Oh, that's it? Yeah. Uh, I might not take the over on that anymore. That's what I was going to say. He's only playing 15 tournaments? Well, that's, I mean, that was kind of the consensus, is that he's probably going to play like 15 times. So, uh, I mean, you think about think about what Tiger does, though. He And he's done this his whole career. He hasn't played every event. He no, plays he, courses that he really likes, and he prepares for the majors. Like, he doesn't give a shit about the Valspar. Like, he played in it last year because, shit, he hadn't played competitively in so right. long. Like, he needed to play more events to try to get ready. But now it's like... But it he, seems like 15's a little low. Then he used to play, like, more than that whenever... He, I guess he's older. I don't think so. I don't... I mean... I mean, Phil's playing more than 15 a year. Right. But Phil's not Tiger. Yeah. Tiger has 80 wins and is playing 15 a year. Right. You would think you would want to, like, get up to... I guess he only cares about majors. I mean, that's all he cares about. That's what I'm saying. Like, I... Okay. So, here's an article. um, Here's an article written, and let's see what they say. Um... Yeah, yeah. This one says this one says looks like probably sixteen. Okay. You know, so well, that kind of sucks. I mean, I guess. But think about it now. There's no. There's no major. The majors, there's no. Really there's care. no major in August now. So, I mean, his off season is going to start earlier, and he's the president's cup captain. So you know he's going to be preparing for that too. Like he may not be playing, he may be watching a couple times later. Whenever he would typically be playing, he need to get rid of that. I think Presidents Cup. Yeah, it's just so minor league compared to the Ryder Cup. I don't know why we don't do the Ryder Cup every year. To me, that's silly. Um, I think it makes it more fun that it's only every two years. Really? Because I don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess once a year would still be pretty damn cool. I, I don't mean, know. it it means more whenever it's every. See that's where that's where I'm different because I'm like well it's like if you had the Olympics every year, it's like not people the, would care less. It's not the same as the Olympics though. The Ryder Cup is okay in in golf in the golf world. The Ryder Cup is the biggest event, and it's not because it's every two years. It's because it is literally Europe versus the United States, and. So it's the biggest event in the two biggest golfing, not countries, because Europe is, you know, a lot of different countries, but it's the two biggest golfing events in, you know, the two most populated places in yeah, the world. You haven't of, differentiated from the Olympics. Okay, but I mean. it's it's different because it's it's not worldwide. It's just two different places, and their golfing seasons are at the same time. You know, it's not like... It's it's not worldwide and yeah, but I'm just saying I think I think part of the reason why the Olympics are are the way they are is not because they wouldn't have them every year. It's because it takes billions of dollars to build and get you know and 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 do the Olympics. But I I know, but I'm just saying they could they could if they wanted to do the Olympics every year. Just rotate the facilities they have. Yeah. I guess. But people would care less. People get more excited because it's an every four year thing. Well, I wonder if it's part it's a, it's of that because it's actually every two years. Every because they have the, the Olympics is actually over two years because they have the winter and the summer. Nobody gives a shit about the Winter Olympics. I like the winter better than the summer. I, I like curling and that's about it. Because <laughs> I watch more that, winter. That's, than that's I like do shuffleboard summer. for like that's. But think about it like this: so the Ryder Cup, let's say it's played every year. Okay, if they did it every year. So like all the all the even years are played in the United States, all the odd years are played overseas. Okay, you're telling me that you couldn't get people to come every two years to a different place in the United States? Yeah. Like I think that that would be, you know. And the other thing, the the reason why it drives me crazy, is because you have two years to build up Ryder Cup points. Okay, so. You don't even have your best players necessarily, the guys that are playing the best at the time, on these teams. They're there because of points. It's not, you know, they they might have had a really good month a year and a, a year and three months prior to the Ryder Cup, and won twice. Take for instance Bubba Watson this year. 
Bubba Watson was on the Ryder Cup team this year, and he was playing like dog shit. <laughs> you know? At least it I, didn't cost him, though. But I'm just saying, like to me, the Ryder Cup. If they played it every year, well, yeah, it would be, but, it would be, but, it would still, it would not lose any of its luster, and and it would be, it would be built around the best players, not 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 the players that had earned points over two years. It would be the players that are playing the best at the time. That's why I wish it was like that. Yeah, but we're golf fans, so we would take it. Yeah, True. every year. Yeah, so I, I don't know if the. Of course, I don't know how much the average golfer or average fan watches Ryder, Ryder Cup anyway, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. I, um, one, I got one last sport to bring up. Okay. And I didn't tell you this beforehand, so this might surprise you. The Royal Rumble is on Sunday, and okay. you can bet on it. <laughs> okay. Now, I have no Wait, interest in betting on this. Is, is This is Ronda Rousey's last event, right? I... Can I not confirm or deny that? I don't actually watch it. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so, but somebody posted an article on the Action Network, and he does. And okay. He's a sharp guy. Like he knows the stuff with college football and stuff like that. I've, right. you know, I've hit him up on other stuff, and he actually watches it. But he makes like some compelling arguments for some of these matches, and it's not just, you know, it's not like scouting where you're like, well, they're really good. No, it's basically like building out the storyline is like well here's where they have to get to by wrestlemania so they need this person to win so this person can fight this person right and i'm like shit he's selling me on this and i'm like should i bet on what's basically a scripted event and a lot of people are like well you're a degenerate you know kind of person (laughs) if you start doing that but what's funny is when we tweet out like game of thrones odds right nobody says that stuff everyone's like oh this is a good idea i want to bet on this but for some reason, if it's wrestling, people are like... <laughs> you're, you're such a degenerate. Yeah, you're like the lowest scum of the earth betting on a match that is fixed. But I'm like, man, if I can find value, I'm going to take it. So I, I'm very tempted to uh, to tail some of these picks, even though I... But then I run into the issue of, crap, now I have to watch it and like actually root for it. <laughs> now oh, God, that's funny. I don't know. Maybe it will take me back to when I was like 11, 12 years old and loved that stuff. So. Royal Rumble. All right. I can get down with the Royal Rumble. Don't get me wrong. I can I can get down with it. but Can you bet on it? I can't bet on can you, it. You can get down with it. Can you get down on it? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Even though, even though they they did say that Rousey, this is going to be her last like event. She's leaving WWE after this. I saw that. On, I can't remember where I saw that. And uh, she has the best odds on of the night. She's at minus sixteen hundred. Yeah, but if she's leaving, they would make her lose, wouldn't they? That's what I would think. See, I don't. I don't think she's. Le- I don't know. I haven't. I'll no, think. I'm. I'm almost positive. I, I I read that. That's that's the only reason why I knew anything about the Royal Rumble. Oh, well, Ronda Rousey is not leaving WWE. Okay, well there was a report that it, that she was. That's why I was saying that. Gotcha. And now now uh, now she says she's to TMZ, leaving after WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. See, you can't. You got to keep up with these yeah. things, man. Yeah, market's gonna be moving. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Anyway. So. All right. Well, I don't get anything else. Do you? Fuck the Patriots. Just do you want? Do you want to talk any baseball? Do we need to? Fuck right them. Now? No. No. Nothing happened again. Nothing happened. Okay. Brad Brock signed a one-year deal with the Cubs. So. Hot stove. Hot stove. So this is <laughs> this is being recorded on Friday the twenty-fifth. Are we gonna do another pod before Super Bowl? Do you probably. want to do one next week? Yeah, we should probably do a props one. Where okay. You actually go through. I haven't had a chance to go through a lot of them yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Just mainly the Kylie Jenner ones. I was searching for <laughs> images and got lost. Uh, of course you were. I actually don't even know what she looks like. I mean, she's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're being honest. She ain't bad. But, uh, all right. Well, we will uh, We'll talk to you guys again next week. Um, enjoy the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'm not going to bet on that. I'd rather bet on the Royal Rumble than I think the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> well, enjoy the Pro Bowl. I might and, parlay uh, the, I'll parlay the two. That'll be fun. There you go. Hey, that would be an awesome parlay. <laughs> Dude, screenshot that shit, and we'll post it on our Let It Fly account, 
and we'll be like, this is this is how in depth we get right here. <laughs> we bet on the lose. Royal Rumble and yeah, just lose all credibility Rumble. all at once. I love it. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all I got. Have a good weekend. Peace. Cheers.